Welcome to the No Spin News. I'm Bill O'Reilly, and we are on Wednesday, July 29, 2020. Stand up for your country. That is our campaign on BillOReilly.com, and we hope you will join us. Now, my lead story tonight is a little bit different because we like to do that here. Um, you know, don't you think that the television news got a little predictable, a little boring, a little stodgy? Tried to watch it today again. I had a little clicker. I said, give me, I gave it 10 minutes. I said, teach me something. And I went to four networks on the cable and I didn't learn anything in 10 minutes and then I shut it off. And that's what I, why I don't watch very much anymore. You're going to learn something tonight here. So I call it the COVID shadow, the COVID shadow. And it's not only a pandemic, it's a disaster for discourse. So in an ordinary election year, Donald Trump would be ahead based on his economic performance that uh, most Americans have benefited under his administration economically. And that is the driver of the way most people vote, always has been. So without the COVID, Trump is the leader. With the COVID, he's running behind. Now, there are going to be big things happening in the next three months. So the polls now don't mean anything, and he may not be behind come November. Nobody knows. But right now he's behind. He's behind because people are angry and they're afraid. Not everybody is afraid, but pretty much everybody's angry. I am. I mean, my whole life has been disrupted. And I'm not a selfish greed head. I mean, I understand the big picture, and your life has been disrupted too. Every single person in this country, and pretty much in the world, has had family, events, jobs, you name it. Even, even worship. They can't even go to church in some places because of COVID. And now we're entering into our six month on this thing. And you know, like this, you know, do I want another COVID story? No. Do I have to tell you about this tonight? Yes. But to me, this is just, it makes me furious. And there's nothing I can do about it. I can't control any of this. I wear the mask, I distance, I'm responsible enough not to put myself and others in harm's way, all right? And I hope you do too, because again, COVID is spread by irresponsible personal behavior at this point. That's what's driving the infection rate. Now, this country is being torn to pieces, but a lot of people don't even know it because they're so paralyzed by the COVID. And how is it being torn to pieces? Think back to New Year's Day. Were there any protests burning down buildings in this country? No. Eight years under Barack Obama, anybody sieging Seattle or Portland, Oregon? No. Economically, we were worse off under President Obama, but we didn't have any that Antifa was around, but it wasn't, it was more of an annoyance than anything else. We didn't have Black Lives Matter t-shirts and division and oh, we don't have any of that. 
you know, Kaepernick started it okay. There were police brutality incidents that were valid. But the nation basically didn't defend that. Everybody said we don't want police brutality on anybody. You are listening to a free excerpt from BillOReilly.com's No Spin News broadcast, where you can actually see me. We'll be right back after this message. At Qualcomm, we believe in staying connected, and you can see us wherever 5G is helping transform telemedicine, supporting remote education, and powering mobile PCs. The Invention Age is here. Learn more at qualcomm.com slash inventionage. Okay, let's get to the bar thing because this is instructive on a bigger level than just the Attorney General getting, you know, hammered by Democrats in the Judiciary Committee. So Bill Barr, I think, is an honest man. I hope I'm right. I've never met him, but I hope I'm right. I think he's honest. He looks to be. So he goes in, and right away the Democrats are trying to paint him as some fascist who's trying to destroy civil rights. And here's what Barr said. Go. Federal courts are under attack. Since when is it okay to try to burn down a federal court? If someone went down the street to the Prettyman Court here, that beautiful courthouse we have right at the bottom of the hill, and started breaking windows and firing industrial-grade fireworks in to start a fire, throw kerosene balloons in and, and start fires in the court, is that okay? Is that okay now? No, <laughs> it's not. And that's why federal law enforcement is going into Portland and other cities to stop the violence. That's why they're doing it. Because the locals in Seattle and Portland and Minneapolis and Atlanta can't stop it or won't stop it. So what's the federal government supposed to do? Let them burn down the courthouse? It's insane. But that doesn't register at all with the people who are helping the radicals. Roll the tape. Maybe what happened was your secret police were poorly trained, just like your Bureau of Prisons guards were poorly trained and allowed the most notorious inmate in our nation's last several years, Jeffrey Epstein, to conveniently commit suicide. President Donald Trump and the Attorney General working together are not following health guidelines. They're letting Americans die. You personally have interfered with ongoing criminal investigation to protect the president and his allies from the consequences of their actions. Will you stop playing politics with well, Americans' health care in the middle of a pandemic? I'm not- Do you think he deserved to get pepper sprayed and beaten to the point of broken bones? There is a real discrepancy in how you react as the attorney general, the top cop in this country, when white men with swastikas storm a government building with guns, there is no need for the president to, quote, activate you because they're getting the president's personal agenda done. White men with swastikas storming a government building with guns. She's talking about the federal agents. It is simply beyond belief that kind of stupidity and dishonesty was on display in the House of Representatives yesterday. Another quick break and uh, back with your car in a moment. All right, final thought of the day. This is an interesting survey. So um, according to data from the IHS Market Company, 
All right. It's a big stock, so I guess they're doing okay. Americans are hanging on to their cars and trucks longer than they used to. In 20 years, never been this high. Take a guess. How many, what's the average Americans hanging on to their cars? 12 years. Wow. 12 years. So you buy a new car, you hang it for 12. And why are they doing this? Well, I have my car. It's four years old. I like my car. I don't have a lot of mileage on it. It's nice. It looks good. I keep it in good shape. Why, why am I going to buy another car? Once you buy a new car, and you guys know this, um, it depreciates. As soon as you drive it out of the showroom, it's down 70%. No, not 70, but it's down 40, 35%. All right, so you, you know, you're not going to, unless you have a vintage car, an old Mustang. I saw a Ford Fairlane today. I'm not a car guy, but that was a neat car. But anyway, so Americans are keeping their cars 12 years on average, which I think is good. I think thrift, if you can save money, any way you can save it is good for you. So you don't have to buy a new car. You don't have to put out that outlay. You know, obviously, after 12 years, your car is paid off. Um, but I don't want to ruin the car industry. I have an American car. I buy American. It's a Cadillac. I'll tell you that. That's really a good car. It really is. I'm not buying a Mercedes. You know I can't stand Mercedes. They helped Hitler, and they're part of the cancel culture. All right? I don't like them at all. I will never like them. But uh, GM, it's a good car. So now uh, one of my urchins is getting to be driving age, and i got to get him a car. I don't know what to get him yet. But I'm going to insist he hang on to whatever I got him for 12 years. <laughs> Anyway, thank you for watching us tonight. It's always a pleasure. It really is a pleasure to speak with you. We'll see you tomorrow.